What happens if your company runs into financial trouble? Perhaps they go bankrupt or file for bankruptcy and it scary for sure, but what happens to your benefits? What if you have a pension with them? What if you have a large 401k with them? Is your pension or your retirement benefit at risk? That's what we're going to be talking about in today's show. How to deal with something like that happening to you or a better solution is how to avoid being in that situation to begin with. You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co-hosts Dan and Tony will explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show with me, Dan Wendell, owner of Dolphin Financial Group, alongside me. Tony Shore, thanks for joining me, Tony. We're going to talk about benefits from a a company that might be running into financial trouble. And I don't know if you saw the news a couple of weeks ago about McClatchy Company uh, filing voluntary Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. Wow. Um, You know, a lot of companies are running into trouble, especially those with these large retirement benefits. Uh, so, and we've talked, we've had shows about this in the past about pensions and how they're going away and how a lot of companies are just not able to meet their obligations. Wow. Yeah, that's a scary thought. And uh, McClatchy, they own a lot of newspapers out there. I think they're in 30 different markets. Um, they own a lot of different newspapers, uh, Sacramento Bee and I think a Kansas City paper and um the Herald in South Carolina, a lot of different papers, uh, newspapers, and we know the newspaper industry is hurting. Um, but I love it on the McClatchy homepage. Um, they have a, you know, you scroll down and they have a huge thing that says, um, we're in the business of helping others succeed. <laughs> Except their employees. <laughs> Except their retirees. employees at this point who have retired. And no longer have a pension that was supposedly guaranteed that they paid into over the years. So that's a scary thought. If your company, you have a pension that you're counting on for retirement and they go bankrupt, what happens then? Well, we always talk about, I say, that a pension is a great thing and that the United States moving away from the pension into these 401k matching programs has hurt retirees. And I still believe that. But no one's helped by a company <laughs> running into fiscal difficulties no. that has a pension. But you think about it, um, you have a lot of people in industries, like you mentioned, newspapers are struggling. It's it's a form of media that's kind of drifting away, needs to reinvent itself. But think about some companies in the past that have gone bankrupt that were big, huge companies with large pensions up. Uh, I think of like steel companies in Pennsylvania that just, you know, the steel industry changed a Kodak, you know, uh, with their photos and technology, the, just companies that were really big at one point had a lot of employees and a lot of people retired from them, but then they just went out of business just because technology changed or the company just ran into difficulty. What happened to those people? What happens right. to them? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's a that's a tough thing right there. And it's funny you're talking about dying industries, um, and you never know. I mean, it's just no one in America would have ever thought, you know. And I don't know if any of our listeners are old enough to remember a day when Kodak was one of the biggest companies in the world, uh, and they were huge, and they employed thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And if you wanted to take a picture. You were probably utilizing Kodak in some way, no matter what. I mean, they made almost all the film for a long time, and then Fuji came into America. But, uh, you know, I mean, when it came to cameras and film, uh, but they didn't foresee technology, and they didn't stay with the technology of digital cameras and digital pictures uh, enough. And so, you know, we saw the same thing happen. And uh, I always joke, Dan, I work in industries um, I've chosen, I've picked really well. Um, uh, first, I worked in the music industry for record companies. Oh, right? boy. Uh, and then radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But, and, then, and then print for a while because I did, and, and what kind of print? Media packaging for a record company. <laughs> so um, I just, if I pick an industry, everyone in that industry should probably panic because it's probably going to die. Well, it's not always going to die. Like my, I, literally I the other day, my dad, I told him that he, can he go to a store and get a restaurant and get a gift certificate for me because he was closer, and he's like, oh, what's the name of it? And I told him, and he's like, okay, let me look it up. I'm like, what do you mean? And I hear him rifling through a yellow pages. He was going through the yellow pages, and he's like, oh, I found what? it. I'm like, what are you looking what? at? He's like, the yellow pages. I'm like. Where did you get that? <laughs> you know? They make the they still print yellow pages. Yeah, I guess so. We, I mean, at least I mean, a physical phone book. A physical phone book. He was looking through it. I mean, so there's always going to be people that will <laughs> do, buy those records that you're selling, but that's right. That's right. You've had to reinvent yourself with the podcast, so th- it's yeah. there's always going to be a chance for that. But think about the retirees of these companies. You know, forty years from now, when Facebook is a memory. Um, and the employees there. What happens to those people? So, so let's let's back up for a minute. And make sure people understand what we're talking about retirement. Um, people that retired from one of these big companies typically had a pension. So let's start with that, and then we'll go into the four hundred one k. So a pension is um, a payment stream. So instead of getting a lump sum, they get income in the form of monthly payments for themselves or their spouse or both for their life and the company's on the hook for it. But what happens when the company goes out of business? Uh, what is what happens then? And and by the way, one of the reasons why companies go out of business is because they can't afford to pay the retirees the pension benefits. That's you know, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So there is something called the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corp. Um, and what that does is anybody that has a pension in the country has to pay money into this and it's supposed to be a fallback system, but the government runs and it's private, but it's, it's basically designed to pay out the pension benefits to anybody whose company runs into bankruptcy or is underfunded. So if you're, you know, if Tony, you're on a record company that goes out of business, but you're there, owe you $400 a month and you're getting paid and you're retired, you're happy, and then they go out of business and they say, oh, sorry, you can go, um, you'll get defaulted to go to the PBGC, the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corp- Corporation, and you'll still get the payment up to a certain amount. 
So it's not going to be if you have some exorbitant pension. You know how those those exorbitant uh, record player companies, <laughs> right? <laughs> record player companies. I don't even know the name of a record player. That's how bad I am. But um, I don't even think my kids audio would technica know. <laughs> or techniques. Yeah, I don't think my kids would yeah. even know how to work it. But um, then again, they don't know how to work a rotary phone. So oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, oh, it, record record players are coming back in, Dan. I trust know, me. You know, well, I keep telling you that. So, but your pension wouldn't come back if the company goes under. So you would go defaulted to this pension benefit guarantee corp. But the pension benefit guarantee corp is also being strained because of all these companies that are going under with these rich benefits. Ah. People are living longer, so they 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 didn't expect to pay out as much, and it's a, it's a vicious cycle. So we've done shows on the pension problem. But um, what I what I also want to point out before we get any further with that is, what about a four hundred one k? So the pension went away, and people now have four hundred one ks. A lot of companies stopped; they still exist, but they stopped allowing new entrants into their pension program. So they might you might have you might work for a company that offers a pension to older employees, but not to you. Um, so that so it's not as though just because you don't have a pension doesn't mean your your coworkers ha- don't. They might actually be grandfathered in. So it's a big issue. Um, but a 401k is a little different. So you might get a company match. Say they match 5%, which is nice if they do. And let's say you have $100,000 in there and turns out that you put in 50 and the company put in 50. What happens if the company goes bankrupt then? Do you lose those benefits? Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Tricky, tricky. So, well, it, do it, you, do you? I don't know. Well, it depends. So, you, so a lot of times people will leave a company and they'll have a four hundred one k sitting there. They have the right to take that money and roll it into their own IRA, which becomes their own. So it doesn't matter what happens to the company after that. But what people don't realize is that a lot of times there's a vesting period on their match. I'll give you an example. Um, I was just helping someone out recently who had an old 401k and I think there was, let's call it 30,000 in there. And so they, they, anytime they log in, they say, Oh, it's worth 30,000. That's great. This is excellent. And when they went to roll it out of the 401k into their own IRA, cause they left that company years ago and they had no intention of going back. They only got a check for 27,000. And they said, wait, did the market go down that much in the day that I pulled out? The answer is no, they had not vested yet on the company match for all. So, so, so depends on how long you're there for. So you might see a, a statement that says one number, but you're not fully vested. So you don't get that match. Um, but for the, for all intents and purposes, um, if that company went bankrupt, that 401k that becomes your own IRA is yours and that's your money. So it's a lump sum available to you to do what you want with. And it's not tied to some sort of pension plan. So that's the upside to a 401k versus a pension is you have portability. You take it with you, make it your own IRA. You can combine it with your existing 401k at a new company as well. Right. So obviously there are some things that you do need to be concerned about uh, with uh, pensions, even though most people, I've always said, man, I wish I had a pension. But maybe nowadays I, I wish I, you know, I'm glad I have a 401k instead. Well, I so... Let's talk about that. So a lot, I, I've recently been getting a couple of people that work for large companies asking me to do some pension analysis. Should I take 
the single life payout? Should I take the joint life payout? Or should I take a lump sum? And I do the math for them and say, if you're going to take a lump sum, what what's the alternative? And so, and so this is specifically for people that have a pension option. And if you do the math and say, I want to take the lump sum and recreate that pension on my own with a private company, with your own insurance company. So basically you're getting an annuity with another company. If you do the math, odds are that the pension benefit that your company offers is going to be much higher than a new company offering something to you at this, at this time based on the interest rates. So what that is saying that it makes sense to keep the pension because the benefits are richer. If you tried mm. to buy that pension on your own with a lump sum now, you would need more money. So why do it? Well, that's the big question. Um, why would you think, Tony, that the insurance companies of today don't offer as much in the form of income for a pension if you wanted to create it yourself versus keeping it with the company? Why would you think the insurance companies are offering you less? Yeah. Uh, the question, yeah, that's, that's the question. Why would they do it? Do you have any idea why they would offer less? Well, because... <laughs> <laughs> because they want to make money. <laughs> and they want to be solvent. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? I mean, they have to make money, right? Right. And, and they're being more realistic. And the interest yeah. rates are lower Yeah, because now. they've seen what's happened. Right. Right. And, I mean, and, and, they, and the interest rates today are lower. So back in the 80s when these pensions were being funded, the interest rates were much higher. So they just assumed, all right, we'll just keep doing this, you know, and these people are going to die at 67 anyway. And then fast forward, the interest rates have tanked they can't make as much and people are still alive and they're like wait this stinks so but they have to they've got grandfathered into these rules with the pension so they're like oh we have to offer you this so you might want to think twice about taking the pension versus or, or maybe take the lump sum and build your own if it's close mm. i'd say build your own this way you don't have to yeah. worry about the company running amok yeah and we uh, a while back it's been a while but we did a whole show on do you take the lump sum mm -hmm. or the monthly payments that's right so um here's an interesting thought though and i just saw an article recently about um distressed pensions and so we've talked about that we could be talk about that to a blue in the face but um there is a little another loophole i'll call it when you work for a nonprofit hospital, such as a religious hospital, Lutheran hospital, Catholic hospital, something like that. Um, there was an article on CNBC about this couple that worked at a Catholic hospital for, I think, 30 years since the 80s. And they had lost their pension because the hospital went bankrupt. They sold oh. out. They you know, and they had been expecting to retire and get about 30,000 a year between the two of them on these pensions. And now they're getting nothing. And so they thought, oh, well, we'll just go to the pension guarantee corporation. Wrong. The pension guarantee corporation does not fund these private uh, nonprofit religious uh, entities. They're not oh. part of that program. So they don't have a fallback. So what's their plan? They don't have one. Mm. So they're they're literally a, a just out of luck. They're literally yes, yes, totally. So they're hoping that maybe the hospital that they got bought out by will honor that 
liability, but there's no obligation there and there's no fallback. And so they're empty handed. They're done. Um, talk about life changing, um, banking on 30,000. That's a lot of money. That's like social security disappearing on you. Uh, can you imagine? Yeah, that would be huge. I mean, so man, this devastating. Yeah. So this is actually been happening and a lot of companies are settling they're getting sued by their retirees saying hey you said you were going to give us this you lowering it and a lot of these pensions are asking to cut benefits by you know 30 40 percent it's kind of like the long-term care thing where these insurance companies misprice things and now they're raising rates dramatically 100 percent premium rate um and what's the alternative either they raise rates or they go out of business so what do you want to do we're either going to lower your pension amount or we're going to collapse. And a lot of people saying, well, we'll go to the Pension Benefit Guarantee Corp. Well, they're getting strained. And now Congress is going to have to step in and do something with that. And so what are we going to do? Is it going to be a bailout? Are we going to make change the laws? This is happening. This is in real time. It's a, it's a slow motion train wreck with the pension system in our country. And uh, it's really not a good situation. Wow. It's a, you've painted a bleak picture here today, Dan. <laughs> well, let's talk about what we can do to solve it. There you go. <laughs> How about that? Well, I can't. Yeah. I, I don't have a solution to this besides uh, Congress stepping in and changing the rules. But let's talk about what you can do with your pension. So the first thing you do is don't panic because your 401k is yours. You know, make sure you understand the whole vesting period. But you can create your own pension. You can do this. Um, and that we've talked about this before. Just because you have a lump sum there doesn't mean you have to have it all invested. You can, you can take some off the table to create a pension. You could do that by putting it somewhere safe. You can put it in the bank, um, buy a CD, just keep it ready to go for future income. You can also buy a pension in the form of your own annuity. So you can get a, a, a single premium immediate annuity. These are low fees, basically giving you your money back. You're buying insurance that you're going to live a long time. Um, pensions only make sense if you're going to live a long time. If you, if, if you don't have a short lifespan, you don't buy an annuity. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. But a lot of people like this monthly income. They like the idea of a pension. And so they can replicate it and they can do it privately. And then they can pool their money with an insurance company that is solid, that has a solid backing. And that isn't beholden to company earnings or, or the company, you know, selling newspapers or phone books. You know, they, they're, they're in the business of managing funds for this purpose of paying them out. And they have a lot more regulations and rules. So I would say um, don't panic and make sure if you're interested in in creating your own pension, you look at doing it yourself because it's not that difficult. You got to talk to someone that knows what they're talking about, but shop it around. And if you have a pension, really consider the idea of do I have a lump sum option? Uh, Does that make sense? Because sometimes if the math is close, maybe it makes sense to take take it and put some aside on your own pension as opposed to relying too heavily on one company, which a lot of people did in the past and now it's coming back to bite them. Wow. Okay. So, uh, really, I think the first step would be to meet with a financial advisor to look and see where you're at, right? Yeah. And I would do that prior to retiring. So if you have a pension option and a lot of times people that are getting a pension might get a letter in the mail saying, Hey, we're offering a buyout of your future pension. Um, worth considering, just talk to someone that could do the math. We have software that handles this. We could talk about the ins and outs of it. Talk to a financial advisor about it before just checking a box. 
even before you pick single life versus joint life, do the math. It is a math equation. And a lot of times you have to look beyond just the numbers as well, though, and say, how stable is this company? How stable is the pension? How much will the guarantee corp back if it fails? There's a few things that go into it. Um, Like I said, most of the time, it makes sense to keep the pension with the company. But lately, it's starting to get a little more shaky. It's not black and white anymore. It's, It's getting a little gray. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a good, good topic to consider and think about, especially if you can tackle this, like you said, before you retire, before it gets too far down the road, before you find yourself in a situation like some of these people had have, like the hospital workers, uh, where, you know, they have nowhere else to turn now. Uh, you know, every door ends up getting closed at some point. So, uh, get a plan in place. And Dan, how can our listeners get a hold of you to set up that complimentary consultation? The easiest thing to do is to connect with me on dolphinfinancialgroup.com. I have a, a contact uh, forms on there. You could fill it out and set it up. Uh, I talk to people all over the country, Tony, about this. Um, it's surprising that uh, there are, I mean, we say the pensions are going away, but the amount of people that contact me about just, hey, check out my pension options. What do you think? I think I think the there's a lot of chatter about it because they're seeing a lot of these companies failing, so they want to know what to do. But DolphinFinancialGroup.com is the place to go, or you just call me, and we can set up a time that way. The number is eight 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 five zero eight five nine three five. All right. Well, that sounds great. And listeners, that does it. We're out of time for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host Dan Wendell. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or something.